It takes two. Amy Eiler, J.J. Gordon here on the Mighty 790 KFGO and 104.7. Although in the Metro, you can still get us on that 94.1. That's my go-to. I don't know why that's my default. It's weird. Yeah. Because it is right. just a Metro signal. So if you drive out of the Metro, you got to switch it up. You but love But there's just that. something about that 94.1 that I like. Because it's the underdog. And people <laughs> forget about it all the time. And Amy's like, no, 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 no. No, don't forget about that one. Give don't her some attention. The Great American Think Off. This is a friendly competition or civil disagreement, and um, (laughs) it's a philosophy contest, essentially, that is put on by the New York Mills Minnesota Cultural Center, and we had a great conversation last week with Betsy about all the details, the nitty-gritty of the competition. Because it celebrates its 30th anniversary this year. It does, Big deal. It is a big deal. And so... When I reached out to Betsy, she said, you guys have to talk to Blaine. He's a great talker. You're going to have a lot of fun. And he is the winner of last year's Great American Think Off, which he answered the question, which should be more important, personal choice or social responsibility? Blaine, welcome to KFGO Radio. Thank you. Happy to be with you you both. Okay. Have you entered the Great American Think Off previous to last year? Was last year your first time? So I actually heard about the event for the first time in 2005, and I still had time that year to submit an essay before the deadline, and I was so intrigued with the question, that's what really prompted me to get involved, and I actually ended up winning that year in 2005. So I've written essays for it probably six or eight times over that time span between then and now, Um, but both of the times that I was selected as a finalist, I actually ended up winning, which is just something I... Still have a hard time understanding. Wow, that's great. Thank you. I'm looking back to 2005 now on their website. And look at you. So how many, you've won it twice now? Correct. Wow. Are there any other two-time winners through this thing? I haven't done any research. There are, yeah. I I don't think anybody has won more than twice, but I believe there's at least a handful, maybe three or four folks that have won two times. Well, Blaine, can we go back to 2005 then first? Sure. Uh, the question, it seems, is competition or cooperation, which benefits society more? Tell us the side you took and argued. So the process I went through, um, because I'd never done anything like this before, I mean, I'd, I'd never been in debate of any kind. Um, this was a very new experience. And so coming just to an answer to that question was challenging, and that's what intrigued me about it. I literally kind of drew a line down the center of a piece of paper and wrote on one side the reasons that I believed the answer should be competition, and on the other side, the reasons that the answer should be cooperation. And literally, when I tallied up the number of entries on each side, it was dead even. <laughs> so I, I went back into my own life. And that's one of the things that the Think Off encourages you to do. Even though it's a philosophy competition, they actually don't want you to just philosophize. You know, this is what this is what Plato has to say about this question. They want you to use your own life experiences and what you truly believe personally. And once I reflected on my life and I actually went all the way back to an experience I had in kindergarten, which was one of my first memories, I I ended up choosing um, cooperation. And you won. I love that cooperation yeah, so I, I, one, the irony, too. The, the irony is I won a competition arguing for cooperation. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> I love that. That's great. And then fast forward to 2022, you submit again. You win again last year. And the question is, 
which should be more important, personal choice or social responsibility? Uh, tell us the side you argued in one with. Yeah, so again, the, the thing I love about Think Off Questions, and really almost every year I have this same feeling, and I eagerly await you know, January 1st when they release the new question, they're not easy questions to answer. You, know, you kind of have an initial feeling or an initial response when you hear or read the question, but then the more you think about it or the more you start to talk to other people about the question, the more you realize that it really is complicated. And so I always have an initial hunch of, oh, I, I would kind of lean on this, uh, this side, but then I, I really give it some time to, to think about it and maybe even do a little research and find out what other people have to think, you know, have to say about it. Um, and, sim you know, it's not that dissimilar of a question from 2005. I was just going to um, say and that, so you, yeah. You can probably guess that I went with social responsibility. Cooperation and social responsibility. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm a big believer in we. Yes, <laughs> so I. absolutely. And uh, tell us about that experience of the actual debate, because what happens, and if you're still interested, they're still submitting, you can still submit an essay. This year's question is, which is more important to participate? protect the environment or the economy and they're still taking essays they're due april 1st but after the essays are submitted they pick a panel of finalists and then you are essentially put in front of a crowd to debate this uh tell us about that experience yeah so the first time in 2005 for me i've never done anything like this before and so it was just a kind of an intimidating experience. And honestly, the other three finalists were people that, you know, when I looked at what they did for a living and their backgrounds, I mean, I, I really questioned why, why am I even here? But the interesting thing is that the first round of the debate, you're actually debating the person who's on your side. They choose two people on one side of the question and two people on the other side. But in that first round, you're actually debating the people, the person that believes the same thing that you believe and the reason they do that is that the audience has to try to choose which of the two of you makes the stronger case for that side. And so they do that on one side of the question, and then they do that on the other side of the question. And then in the final round, those two winners go head to head. And that's when you're actually kind of debating both sides of the question at the same time. So that, that first year, I was horribly uncomfortable in that first round. And when I made it to the final round, I just decided to relax and be myself and try to connect with the audience. Um, and I really enjoyed that second round. I, and, and honestly, for me, the writing of the essay is the, is the biggest benefit of, of this whole event. So to be chosen as a finalist is, you know, just that much more special. And then regardless of what happens in the finals, I think, again, it really is just kind of icing on the cake. Um, this past year, uh, when I went back for the second time, I was much more relaxed. I, I knew what to expect. I kind of knew how it would go. Um, and having been there before and having won before, I really just didn't have any expectations. You know, it was kind of whatever happens, happens. Um, and I think that that was, that was a more pleasant experience for me because I wasn't, didn't have as much anxiety the second time around. Blaine, I'm curious to know, do you sit around and argue with family and friends on a regular basis? <laughs> I, or... You know, actually, I, I don't because I'm, I'm really more of a listener. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those people that, you know, when a group of people are talking, um, I'm taking it all in. I, I really deeply want to understand what other people think, even if even if initially I think, oh, you know, they've got to be out of their mind or they don't think like I do. Um, I, and so I, I'm not actually one of those people that's very outspoken. I have strong opinions, but I generally don't express them unless somebody asks me and then I'm happy to share. But otherwise, I do a lot of listening. And I think that's 
that's actually a great strategy, so to speak, um, for this kind of an event is to really understand whatever the position is that you're not taking. Um, not, not so that you can figure out, you know, how to combat them, so to speak, but just so that you can appreciate the other side. Um, because ultimately, I think that that makes your case clearer when it's been challenged. You know, when somebody has challenged an opinion that you have, it really makes you think through, what do I really believe about this? Um, and it helps you to make a stronger case for your belief. Blaine, to be honest, this is exactly why I think you are a perfect candidate to win the Great American Think Off is because you are a, a person who says, I'm willing to listen. I want to take in everything rather than just say, nope, it's concrete. You can't hit you know, <laughs> beyond the brick wall. Well, and I think it was maybe Betsy that told us last week or maybe it was someone else that we've talked to about the Great American Think Off is that, like you're saying, it's essential that you that you try to figure out your position and that that through the process of writing the essay that your position might change. It not only changes, but in the debate itself, at least the experience I had the two times, you know, when you get to that final round and, and you realize that you and the other person are really not that far apart. I mean, and that's actually kind of a great life lesson. You know, sometimes we think we're so polarized, you know, we're so far apart on all these issues and as I, I travel a lot in my work, and so I travel around the country and meet lots of interesting people, and I'm always, I'm always surprised over and over again how, how similar we all really are, and that when we really get down to some of the things that we feel very passionate about, it's often just a matter of degrees. You know, it's not, a, it's not this huge gulf between us. It's really, it's nuanced. You know what I mean? And, and so you, you realize that as you're debating, and every, you know, I'm always wondering, how, is, how in the world is the audience picking because as I'm sure Betsy told you, they're not told to pick who they agree with necessarily. In other words, they, they're, not, they're not told to pick like what they believe. They're told to pick the person that they just feel made the strongest case, whatever side that was. And I'm always struggling with how do they do that? Because really both of the people in the finals will end up making very compelling cases that aren't actually all that far apart from each other. Well, just like you did, I suppose, when you wrote down, you know, both sides and they were equal, then you had to dig a little bit deeper <laughs> as to where right. you were going to get that winner, so to speak. Yeah, so. I, I was asked, you know, I, I talk about this event anytime somebody wants to hear about it, because I just think it is the quintessential, most American thing I've ever done in my life. And it's such a secret that most people have never heard about. And so I'm, I'm often talking about it when it comes up in conversation. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I think that the the idea of trying to come down on a side of a question that is so challenging to really, I mean, again, you have this initial thought of, oh, I think it's this, but the more you dig into it and the more you think about it, you really start to see the complexity of it. Um, and so ultimately what always has swayed me whenever I've written the essay, and I only write essays in years when I feel compelled by the question, you know, if the question doesn't really, um, you know, jump at me, then I, I, I just don't put the effort into writing an essay, but ultimately it always comes down to what do I kind of truly believe, you know, not, so it's less of a thinking exercise at that point, And it's almost more of a feeling. What is my, what is my feeling and belief? And that'll be the side that tips over to what I end up supporting. If I would I... gladly sit next to you on a plane any day, Blaine. <laughs> I think that it would just, it must be fascinating to have a conversation with you. And you know, what's interesting is you, you don't know how, you know, you mentioned you don't know how the audience makes the decision. And it is quite 
um, it, it is quite inspiring that they they have made a decision almost every year, except that first year, it seems that the audience was undecided. And so there's yeah. only 1993. And the question was, the nature of humankind inherently good or inherently evil? And yeah, I, that's, a, that's a good uh, that's a good dinner table com- topic. To yeah, talk about. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Bring that and up not, tonight. A good Monday I'm night. Not topic. Sure if, um, <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of this, but they actually re-asked that question many years later to kind of finally get some resolution to it. Um, and the, the winner sided on that we are inherently evil. And I just found that fascinating because if I had answered the question, I would have chosen good. And so knowing that and, you know, someone was able to kind of convince an audience of people that human beings are inherently evil. I just find that fascinating. Like, I want to know everything about what they said and what mm-hmm. they thought, um, because I wouldn't have voted that way. So that's a that's another kind of neat thing about going back over the history of these questions. When you see what side won, it often is not the side that you think you would have chosen. And then you can start thinking about yourself like, well, gosh, how? You know, there must be something to that other side, right? Because someone, I must have had some really compelling points. And if you feel so so compelled, you could you could actually just take part, get a ticket, go to the event, experience it for yourself, um, and you can write an essay. The essays are due April first. Finalists will be announced May first. You can learn about the question if you just Google "Great American Think Off." You're going to find it right away. It's the New York Mills Minnesota Cultural Center that puts on this philosophy contest every year, and it has been such a joy to have you on the air. Thanks so much for joining us again, Blaine. Thanks. And you're, did you write an welcome. essay this year? Did you write an essay this year? I have not written an okay. essay this year, but they do have a little wrinkle now where if you've been a finalist, you have to wait a few years before you can be a finalist again. Oh. Um, so not that that would necessarily, you know, dissuade me from writing an essay, but it, it's less of a motivation when you know that you're just writing it right. for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Blaine. We appreciate your time. Thank you both. Have a great one. I see it. I'm coming, rest your ball.